Good morning. Six people like me this morning. I really appreciate the applause. I know that voice. <laughs> Thanks, Raj. <laughs> was it Raj or was it? It was Raj. Of course it was. Good morning. Wow. You had, we had some great priests in the house. I, I'm talking about last week's message, being New Testament priests and uh, enjoying spirit-filled worship. And you guys were offering up the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of your lips, giving thanks. It was awesome. And it creates such an amazing sense of God's presence in the room. And we believe that's when miracles happen. If you're believing for God uh, to do something in your life, today's your day to receive a miracle. God wants to give you one. And there is faith in this room. Goodness. So you exercise that faith. I'm talking today about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Fresh Wind Part 6. This will be our final installment. Uh, just before we jump into that online this morning, just want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us. I want to give an anniversary shout out to Phil and Joe Riel celebrating 39 years of wedded bliss today. You guys are awesome. And uh, what a great example of what it means to uh, love one another, build a great family and legacy. So God bless you today as you're at home uh, watching online. I appreciate so much just the faithfulness uh, of God's people. That's you. Uh, just in the area of giving, we talked a moment about just different opportunities we have, and your generosity is overwhelming. And I just want to thank you during a very unpredictable time that financially God's people were predictable, predictably generous. And I just thank you for doing that. Continue doing that. It allows us to do all that God has called us to do here at Harvest. Well, years ago, uh, I had the privilege of being in a meeting uh, in Ottawa, and John Wimber uh, was the speaker. And if you know who John Wimber is, he was the father of the Vineyard Movement. He passed away in 1997. But prior to 97, I just had the great honor to be in a meeting. He was a champion and a general, no question about it, to the kingdom of God. And uh, as his, he left a legacy of the Vineyard Movement and Vineyard Churches all across the United States and Canada. Uh, and part of his story was how he ended up pastoring his first church, which ended up by being hundreds of churches, uh, and uh, churches that believed in the power of God the way we do. And he was telling his story. I'll never forget the part where he shared with us about how he uh, came to know Jesus in a very conservative, uh, a conservative kind of traditional church, and uh, started reading the Gospels and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which is what we really encourage everyone, if you're uh, new to faith and new to a relationship with Jesus, you need to meet him and really get to know him in the Scriptures. And, uh, and so he was reading the Scriptures over and over again, and uh, he was fascinated about all the things that Jesus did when he was walking on the earth, turned a kid's Happy Meal, uh, um, fish McNugget meal into enough food to feed 5,000 people, touched a blind guy and he was able to see. A, a deaf man, his ears were open, he could hear. A crippled man could walk. And, you know, the kind of the ultimate uh, called a dead guy out of the grave and said, come forth, and the guy comes bounding out with his grave clothes on and they had to untie him after being dead for four days. And, and so after a little while, he came to church one day and he asked somebody, I don't know if they had green shirts on or not, but he asked somebody, when do we get to do the stuff? And they looked at him and they said, the stuff? Yeah, yeah. When do we get to do the stuff? And they said, what stuff are you talking about? He said, the stuff that Jesus did. 
All the stuff that Jesus did. When do we get to do the stuff? And they replied to him and said, oh, no, we don't, we don't do the stuff here. Jesus did the stuff, and we read about the stuff, but we don't, we don't do the stuff. And he said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We sing about the stuff. We preach about the stuff. We pray for the stuff, but we, we don't do the stuff. <laughs> and they, no, no, we, we don't do the stuff. And he said, what about this scripture, John chapter 14, verse 12? I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, this is Jesus speaking in John chapter 14, believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I did, even greater miracles than these, because I go to the Father. Now, if you've been around Harvest for uh, any of the weeks uh, leading up to this is our, our conclusion week, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, just uh, spirit-filled, uh, doing the stuff is what I'm calling, just do the stuff, then you know that what Jesus was referring to was that he said, I, I, Jesus was doing all the stuff when he met people, loved on people, healed people, and demonstrated God on the earth power and love. And then he said, I have to go to the Father, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send the comforter to the Holy Spirit so you can do the stuff. And, and so uh, it, it, even greater miracles than these because I go to the Father. Matthew, Jesus said it this way, go to the lost, the confused people right here in the neighborhood. And tell them that the kingdom is here. All right, what, do we, what should we tell them, Jesus? Oh, don't use words. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. There's some faith in the room today. I like this. It's like saying sick them to a dog, and I'm great. So Wimber saw the gap between what what the church was called to, and the, at least the church he was in, uh, where they were kind of decidedly living so beneath what, what God had called them to. And he began to plant churches that did the stuff. And uh, it's a great legacy. I just want to pay honor uh, to uh, Brother John Wimber today, as I said, who is in heaven, but a great legacy of churches across Canada, U.S., and around the world. At Harvest, I want you to do the stuff that Jesus did. I want you to know that you're called to do the stuff that Jesus did. All of us are called to do the stuff that Jesus did. And how does that tie in uh, to what we're doing in this series? Well, I'm glad you asked that. I'm going to try to answer that. But I want to pray for you today. Father, in this room right now, as I sense faith rising, this is a good day for someone to be healed. This is a good day for someone to be set free from an addiction, an addiction that I just sense right now nobody even really knows about, only very few. They would be ashamed and they would be even embarrassed. But Lord, you know, and you're not shamed or embarrassed. You want to just set them free. And so Lord, addiction's broken today. Mental health issues, Lord, coming to clarity in people's minds where there is no more uh, mental, uh, mental illness, but there's mental health. We pronounce that in Jesus' name. And so many more things. And Lord, that you've called us at Harvest just to be your hands and your feet, to be your body, as the scriptures talk about it here in this region, in our neighborhood, where we're declaring the kingdom. Today, in Jesus' name, everyone said. So now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. In other words, Paul's saying, I'd really like you to understand. I don't want you to misunderstand. I want you to understand. There are different kinds of gifts, and that word gift simply means, uh, it's the word we, uh, charismatic, 
Uh, some people say, are, you, are, are we a Pentecostal church? Well, we believe in the upper room experience called uh, the Feast of Pentecost. And so in that sense, uh, I guess we would be. And other people say, are we a charismatic church? Well, um, you know, uh, we believe in these gifts, and they are the grace gifts. That's where we get the word charismata. It simply means grace gift, a gift given by the grace of God. And so, yes, uh, we believe that as well. And so uh, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working that word's important, but in all of them and in everyone, in all of the working and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Two things we've got to look at real quickly here before we go on is that word work is the word we, we get our word energy from, energio in the Greek. It's, it, we get the word energy from. And so God was the first green, uh, green uh, advocate for energy because there's no pollution where, where he works. And there's the energeo or energio of the, of, of the Lord, he, the energy, the work of the Lord. And it's more than just work. It's actually accomplishment. So the word really is there's, a, there's an, an energy release with an accomplishment. Say accomplishment. Yeah, we want to do the stuff. The stuff happens. There's an energy. There's a work. And that work, though, is not us. That work is the Holy Spirit. We're simply conduits. We're simply vessels. We're simply part of the body that the Holy Spirit is working through. But we want to get the job done. Energeo, uh, the work of the Lord. Get the job done, literally, is what that word means. Now, to each one, say, I'm one of the ones one of the ones. Now to each one, the manifestation, that simply means you can see the wind. Uh, you can't see it by, it, you know, wind you can't see, remember, throughout the cities, but you can see the effects or the manifestation of the wind. So to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. There's, there's a, a good about what God is doing. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. By means of the same Spirit, to another, faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing, by that one Spirit, to another miraculous power, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. And all these are the work, the energeo, that get the job done of the same Spirit as he distributes them to each one as he determines. Every one of us has at least uh, one grace gift that we can participate in. As you're going to see, I believe we can participate in all the grace gifts uh, when they're needed and where they're needed so that Jesus in his power can be represented on the earth. Let me give you this, uh, this definition of the spiritual gifts. They are a special supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to individual Christ followers that allows the Holy Spirit to work through their lives to help the church fulfill its mission on the earth. Or in paraphrase form, do the stuff. Would you say that with me? Do the stuff. All right. <laughs> We're going to go through nine of these gifts, and there, there are more in other scriptures we won't have time to look at this morning. But there are three groups of three. Uh, there's nine gifts here, and there's three groups of three. And the gifts are grouped in a way to help you understand they are gifts that allow us to think like Jesus. 
They are gifts to allow us to act like Jesus and do what Jesus would do if he were here. And he is living inside us by his Holy Spirit. And gifts that allow us to speak like Jesus. All right, so that's how we're gonna group them, to think like Jesus, act like Jesus, and speak like Jesus. The first group of three I wanna look at, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. The word of knowledge is when we are given a capacity to know facts about a situation that we couldn't have known by natural means. And oftentimes it's just, and you grow in these things and you get accustomed to how the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And often for me, it's a picture that'll pop in my mind or a thought that pops into, into my mind, or we say it this way, kind of in my heart, uh, because it, it bypasses the noise of my own thoughts. And it's just like, I just know. How do you know? I don't know. I can't tell you. I just know. And some people would call it an intuition, but because we're looking at the spiritual gifts and the energy of the Holy Spirit, and Paul says it's, it's not an energy, it's not an intuition, it's not some kind of weird psychic, you know, it's, it's, it's God power in and through us. And so the word of knowledge, sometimes it just happens that we just kind of, we know something, and then we act on what we know. And we see that Jesus had insight and knowledge into people's lives when he walked on the earth that allowed him to personally and effectively minister to them. Personally and effectively. And these two words are important to this gift. Personally and effectively. That's kind of the two sides of a coin that someone could receive what Jesus has for them. Because the gift that's not your gift or my gift but the person receiving the gift from the Holy Spirit, we're just the courier system that passes the gift of the Holy Spirit to the person. You would say, well, why would a person need me or you to know something about them? That's kind of scary. Would they know all my secrets? Would they know all the things I've done wrong? No, that's not how the gift of knowledge works. It's, it's, let me demonstrate it and I'll show it to you. It's to call out something in someone's life where they know that they know that God knows who they are. That God knows who they are. I can say that to you this morning. God knows who you are. You go, yeah. I can even say a scripture. He knows the number of hairs on your head. And there's a scripture that says that's how intimately he knows you. You go, yeah, yeah. And then something happens where a gift is given you. Watch this. Uh, Philip has been impacted by Jesus' Jesus's work already very early on in Jesus' ministry. Jesus is calling uh, men that will be his disciples. And Philip says, I should bring my, my, I'm going to bring Nathaniel with me to meet Jesus. So we'll pick up the story. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him. And he said, hey, Look at him. <laughs> he, announces, he announces Nathaniel as he's on the way. Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. He's saying, this is a really great guy. Everybody, I don't know if you've met Nathaniel, but I'm telling you what, he, he, this guy is a great guy. And I would think, I would bet there would be people that were going, yeah, Nathaniel is a pretty great guy. Everybody be seated, please. Christina will look after it. And Mia, thank you. All right, they'll, they'll make sure we take care of all this. And let's just focus here. Thank you. And so he says, what a great guy. We have a paramedic on site, so everybody just, we're really good, all right? Thank you. I know it's a little bit, we're concerned, but we're going to keep pushing on. 
Aaron. Thank you, pal. That's my son, Aaron, and he's concerned too. And so he, Aaron, thank you, buddy. And so um, Jesus announces uh, uh, this, this character trait of Nathaniel. And Nathaniel says, you don't know me. Like, how are you saying that? He says, how do you know me? And Jesus answered and said, before Philip called you, you know, when you were over there under the fig tree, which, by the way, under the fig tree was a long ways away from where they were. Jesus didn't see him naturally under the fig tree. <laughs> he saw him by a word of knowledge. It's just that the Holy Spirit told Jesus he was standing by a fig tree when he was invited to come and meet you. Nathaniel answered and said, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. In other words, oh my goodness. So what you announce, you really do know me. I mean, how else would you have known I was under the fig tree? How did you know that minute detail? And Jesus was communicating that every minute detail of your life is important to me. And Jesus answered and said, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Is that why you believe? Is, is it because I had a word of knowledge for you? He said, you will see greater things than these. In other words, he said, you're going to see the stuff and you're going to be able to do the stuff. Say word of knowledge. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, team, for responding so effectively and efficiently. A word of knowledge often is a way, remember I said personally and effectively, a word of knowledge could be something you write in a card. I just really felt like you were having the worst week of your life. And if a person's reading that and it's the worst week of their life, they realize that God knows them personally, that God is aware of the details, and it opens their heart up to receive more of Jesus. And so as we're ministering the wonderful gifts of the Holy Spirit, we see these profound results as people will open their heart to receive. A number of years ago, I had the um, great privilege to be in Wales for 14 days to do some ministry across the UK. Uh, but the, during part of that time, we were in Wales. And while I was there, I had a chance to minister over some people, um, and prayer ministry was a part of that, and some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit ministry was a part of that. And that's why I want to tell you this story, um, because it was, it was profound for me and helped me remember uh, why we, we want to be... Uh, people who believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that they're distributed and we should use them and do the stuff. So this lady came up for prayer and I, as I began to uh, pray for her, I had a picture that came into my mind quite instantaneously. And, and again, as you become accustomed to this, you become aware that the Lord's using this to speak to you. And, um, and, and so often the pictures are strange, but I just go with it because I know that it's details, again, that I, that I don't know, but this person probably is aware of. And so in faith, I just kind of go with it. And so I saw uh, uh, the kind of the front page of a Winnie the Pooh book, and then the book open, and the Hundred Acre Wood, and then all of the characters. And so I just began to pray and say, you know, there's a there's a, a, a story about Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin and the hundred acre work, uh, the hundred acre wood and the many characters that are in there. And, and I, I said, there's Eeyore and we know Eeyore and, and I described Eeyore and I said, but you're not an Eeyore. And I said, there's Piglet. And I described Piglet and I said, but you're not a Piglet. I said, there's Winnie the Pooh himself, but you're not Winnie the Pooh. 
And uh, I'm leading up, and I, left, I le- ended up with Tigger. And I said, and then there's Tigger, and you are Tigger. Well, the place went crazy because they knew her. I didn't know her. She was just sitting down, and I'm praying for her. And the and, uh, and place just kind of, yeah, you know, she's a Tigger. And so it was a pronounced personality trait that she was outgoing, free-spirited, loved to have fun. But then I began to realize that that knowledge was a way for her, you know, to open up her heart. And I began, I felt like the Lord wanted to talk to her about people who had tried to take her tiggerness away. People who had tried to put her in a box. People who had tried to tell her she was growing up that it's not appropriate to act like Tigger. It's not appropriate to do this thing or that thing. And yet God had made her this way with a purpose. Well, now she is crying profusely. Remember, I've got my eyes closed and I'm just praying and I'm just going with what I think God is saying to her. And so I don't know the after the story until uh, after the service, uh, her, the pastor's wife comes up and with a thick whale's accent, they don't say no way, like no way. They don't do that. They go, never, never, never. And she's just there, never. And I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. Never, never, never. And she said, she brought her up and she goes, she told me after you ministered to her that she has a tattoo that no one's ever seen. Uh, except her husband, and uh, it, it's in, in a spot that only he can see. And, uh, and I go, okay, is there too much information already? What's happening? She goes, she took me in the bathroom to show me the tattoo. And I go, okay. She goes, never! And I go, what? It, the t-? And I, as you can probably guess, she had a tattoo of Tigger. And her tattoo, yeah, you know, we get excited about that. Now, when you're stepping out of faith, you don't know. And when you write that card to a coworker or you just feel like picking up the phone and I'm not sure what's happening in your life, but I just feel like you need some encouragement right now. It, it, it's just, you, you just know. And then you act on the no and God opens up the door. And she began to tell me that what I was praying was that people had tried to put her in a box and she was celebrating that night with the mark of Tigger that's on her, proud of her tattoo. God made me to be a Tigger. I'm going to live being a Tigger because that's the only way I know how to live. And something profound happened in her life and a healing took place because of the word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. We know what to do or how to respond to a situation to think like Jesus because we don't have the experience of heaven. Wisdom is having experience and knowing what to do about a decision or a difficulty that we're facing. And God sees your problem in its entirety. And and he knows that you need wisdom. And it can happen, again, it can happen at work where you're around a table and everybody's troubleshooting something. And all of a sudden you just get an idea. And you say, you know, I'm not sure, but have we ever thought about doing it this way? And somebody goes, oh my goodness, how, how did you think of that? You don't have to say, well, I had a word of wisdom given to me by God above who came down like a dove and landed on my, and whispered in my ear and be super spiritual and weird. The gift speaks for itself. And, and, and people go, we, that, that's, am, that's amazing. Why haven't we ever thought of that before? And then don't be surprised as, as God uses that to give you openings uh, into people's lives. And the next thing they're at the lunch table going, I'm going through a difficulty with my wife, or I'm going through a difficulty with my teenager. And you can say, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I don't have the experience, but let's just pray and believe God 
to share with us how to overcome or how to make a decision. And so James says, if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he'll give you, uh, he'll give it to you. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures. Because if we make decisions without wisdom, we experience failures. And he's saying, you know what? I want you to come and ask me. And I will overwhelm your failures with generous grace of the gift of wisdom. So don't be afraid to ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. He wants you to do the stuff in your life and in the life of others, in your family, the people around you. Discerning of spirits, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on. This one is so misunderstood. I hear this one so misquoted um, in different circles that I'm in. And people will say, I have the gift of discernment. And you go, okay, what does that mean? I discern that guy's a liar. And I kind of discern that guy, he's bad. That guy's bad. And so they, they have the gift of judgment. It's not a gift at all. And, uh, and they just misunderstand. I, I can just discern it, Pastor. I'm able to discern. Go, what does that even mean? Um, and so the discern- I'll tell you what, the, the, what it actually means as a gift. When you're ministering to people, and uh, we would teach our small group leaders just to be equipped and to understand these things. When you're uh, with people, um, they can say and do things that can have different sources. They can be just a human spirit. Somebody, so there's three spirits, human spirit, Holy Spirit, demonic spirit. There's only three different kinds of spirits. And when you're ministering to people, it's important that you understand what you're dealing with so that you don't offer the wrong ministry at the wrong moment for the wrong thing that's in, in operation. And so it could be someone, just an anger issue, human spirit, and you just, you kind of understand. And that person who's equipped just to kind of minister and, and be there, and as I said, our small group leaders, our pastoral staff, these would be things, that, a gift that we would super rely on to understand what's happening in a person's life, much the way a doctor can triage uh, situations. Number two, we want to act like Jesus. The gift of faith, miracles, and healing. Faith, miracles, and healing. Let's watch a video. I know Pastor Danny Benia has gone on to be with Jesus recently during COVID. Uh, Hello, but this is, my name is this is a story we know firsthand. Years old, and when I was 15 years. I was at home playing piano and I started to feel something different at my legs until I fell and I didn't feel my legs anymore. So I went to the hospital where I stayed for a really long time until they found out that I had an uh, autoimmune sickness and I would never walk again. So it was a really hard time for me and for my family, but we still believing that God could work in that situation. So, one weekend, Pastor Danny and Giselle came to Curitiba and they were ministering at my church, CCC. And Pastor Danny came to me and he started to prophesy and pray for healing. I believe God wants to restore you. Eu creio que Deus, que o Senhor quer te restaurar. God wants to raise you out of this chair. Ele quer te levantar dessas cadeiras de rodas. I don't care what the doctors say. Eu não me importo com o que os médicos disseram. Doctors can say that this is permanent. Os médicos podem dizer que isso é permanente. But God says it's not. Mas Deus diz que não é. So I'm going to lay hands on you. Então eu vou impor as minhas mãos sobre você. And believe that God. E creia que Deus. Is going to cause strength to come to your body. Que Deus vai fortalecer o teu corpo. 
The Holy Spirit is the one that does the work. O Espírito Santo é quem faz o trabalho. I'm just called to be obedient. Eu só fui chamado para ser obediente. Tell you what God spoke to me. speak strength over your spine in the name of Jesus. Declaro força agora sobre a sua espinha em nome de Jesus. Eu declaro a unção do Senhor sobre as suas costas. O fogo. I hear the Lord saying, Débora, get up and walk. And her legs will become strong. E os seus pernas vão ficar fortes. She will walk. E ela vai andar. She will walk. E ela vai andar. She will walk. Ela vai andar. O Espírito do Senhor. E ela vai andar. Jesus, no nome de Jesus, 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 você é curada, você está curada, anda, anda todo esse caminho, anda todo esse caminho, todo esse caminho, vem comigo, vem comigo, Deus essa noite adora o Senhor nome de Jesus if the, if there, <laughs> we did not take that pull that off of uh, off the internet we put it on the internet um, that young lady is known to the church in Oshawa where Pastor Frank Satius uh, attends in fact it's the niece uh, her aunt attends the church Danny, I know personally. Uh, I've worked with Danny, ministering over the years before he went to be with Jesus. And so I just say that to say, that's a for real story that you just watched, a gift of faith a, and a miracle and a healing really all combined. And a gift of faith is when you just simply know that you 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 know that God's going to come through. We all need a gift of faith. You might be believing for a miracle today and you're trying to have faith. And the Bible says God gives us a measure of faith. But sometimes it takes more than the faith I have. Sometimes it takes the gift of faith to come in. You can ask the Holy Spirit today, I need faith for my issue. A, a, a girl, she said, I, I believe, I believe that God could heal me. And, and Danny, as he tells the story, he just said, I knew that I knew that I knew that she was going to be healed, and I wasn't stopping until she got out of the chair. Um, and, and so a gift of faith for a miracle to act like Jesus did. When we stepped out to buy, uh, we've bought buildings uh, for this church and, and across for Heart of the Family, and this one I had very little faith for. But then my faith began to grow, and it was a gift of faith as we asked you to stretch your faith to purchase the building next door. That was a gift of faith. You might be wanting to start a business. You might be wanting uh, uh, to step out and do something, and there's a faith in your heart, and it's not presumption. It's not assumption. You just know that you know that you know that God is saying, now's the time. And it might be circumstances are saying it's not the time, but you're going, but God is saying it is the time. And we learn to uh, move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Talk like, number three, talk like Jesus. 
uh, tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. I did an extensive treatment two weeks ago on the beautiful gift of our prayer language, uh, the intimate language of love, the intimate language of warfare, the intimate language of intercession that, that uh, the Holy Spirit gives us and uh, so that we know how to talk like Jesus. Prophecy is simply, 1 Corinthians 14.3, it's not predicting the future. One who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. It's the supernatural ability to build up, stir up, and, and cause a person to feel like they could take another step. Again, you can do this in group time where you're praying for somebody in group, and you just sense that you, you speak what Jesus is saying. You might have a scripture to say over them or simply a, a principle or an idea that you believe that Jesus is speaking to them and saying, hey, I know you can. And, uh, and, and, and they just, they sense something beyond the words. It's the spirit of prophecy that God's using you. It's a gift that you're giving. Uh, 1 Corinthians, as I end this morning, 1 Corinthians 12, 31, earnestly desire the best gifts. Say earnestly. Say desire. God wants you to do the stuff. Jesus wants you to do the stuff. He wants you to earnestly desire it, to position your life in a place where you go, I'm ready to step out and deliver some gifts. You say, well, what are the best gifts? Very simple. Very simple. The best gift. Desire the best gifts. The best gift is the one that's needed in the moment that you're called on to deliver it. That's the best gift. If a person needs healing, they probably don't need a prophetic word at that moment to tell them someday you're going to get healed. That's probably not the gift that the Holy Spirit's giving them at that moment. Probably the Holy Spirit wants to heal them. And you're sensing that and knowing that. And with a gift of faith, you step up and go, would it be okay if I pray with you today? It doesn't have to be like that. Pastor Danny Bonilla ordered hamburgers at McDonald's that way. I, I mean, I was, I, I've known him for 30 plus years. And he would order, the Lord says order a hamburger. He was just a fiery Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rican and uh, from Puerto Rico. And, and uh, the, his culture, that's, but in, within our culture and who you are, you can just quietly say, Lord, today, heal this person. Encourage this person. Someone at work, would it be okay if I pray for your daughter, pray for your marriage? They say yes. And then they say, how did you know? Or you can't believe what took place. And you can celebrate the delivery system of a gift that opened up someone's heart to receive Jesus. The best gifts are the ones that are needed at the time. Gifts are not given to you. Excuse me. Gifts that are given to you are not just for you. <laughs> They're for you. You enjoy the grace of delivering, but for the person receiving. How can you continue being used in the gifts? Number one, follow the giver of the gifts. Just, just continue pursuing Jesus, and he wants you to do the stuff that he did. He'll talk to you. He'll help you, and then just do the stuff. There's so many other gifts lifted in some other scriptures, and we don't have time today. I'd like us to stand all across this room today. Would you stand with me? I want to show you a prayer that I'd like you to pray today. I want you to see it before you pray it so you can pray it with confidence. If you're here today and you want to do the stuff, I want you to open your heart today and begin to realize that the Holy Spirit has been passing. It's, it's kind of like he passes it to you. You're the logistics system. In the same way that Cornwall has logistics all over the place, the Lord spoke to me many years ago before I was here at another church in Cornwall. I was, I was doing, um, just doing uh, preaching 
In the spirit of prophecy, just the Holy Spirit just began to speak to me and say that God wanted to turn Cornwall into a logistics. Um, uh, and before I knew there would be trucks, and the Holy Spirit knew and God knew. But it wasn't that the word of knowledge that there would be, you know, all of these trucks coming in and out. It was that we would be in Cornwall, that we would be known for what was being delivered. And you see, there's a factory of heaven, and it's downloading all these wonderful gifts, and there's no, there's no lack of supply. And if you've ordered something on Amazon, you know the issue right now is to get a truck or a courier to deliver what you ordered. There are people all over this region that have been ordering from God, saying, God, if you're real, would you come? God, if you're real, God, if you're real. And it's not that he can't answer that prayer, he does, but he prefers to send people. He, he prefers to send people to deliver the gifts. And I began to prophesy some uh, almost 25 years ago that Cornwall will be known for a spiritual logistics of delivering the gifts of the Holy Spirit to this region so more and more and more people could know Jesus. If you're here today and you would say, Pastor, I want to do this stuff. I want to be used by God to deliver the gifts to people who need them. Could I just see your hand? Just raise them all over this place. You say, Pastor, I want to be used by the Holy Spirit in a greater way. Great. That's just your desire. Because I just said earnestly desire. And that, that's just like, yeah, I desire that. So I'm asking you just like Paul, one more time, just put them up and wave them at me a little bit. All right, then what I'd like you to do, invite you to do is pray this prayer with me. Let me I'll read it and then we'll pray it. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to do the things I've never seen before to work in my life like you never have before. I open myself completely to you. Kind of dangerous prayer, but you trust it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's pray together if that's you today, and uh, let's all pray it. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to do the things I've never seen before, to work in my life like you never have before. I open myself completely to you in the name of Jesus, Amen. We're going to finish just kind of uh, uh, focusing on the Lord before we do. In every service, I give an opportunity for someone to make a decision that this would be your day to receive Jesus into your life. That you hear the excitement, you see the excitement, but you feel a little bit on the outside today. You'd say, I don't know Jesus the way people are celebrating or even talking about. Those miracles look so cool. I can't even, I can't even imagine, though, that God would do something for me. He wants to do something for you today. Your first step is simply to, to receive his love and his forgiveness. We call it Easter. Jesus died on the cross for us instead of us. So God's no longer angry at humanity. He put that anger on Jesus. You can walk into the arms of a loving God today. For God so loved the world, he gave Jesus. If you're here and you'd like to receive Jesus, you've never done that before, or it's been a very, very, very long time since you even remember thinking about it, but today's your day. I'd like you to put your hand up in a moment. I'll just count down from five. It's just a way for me to see your hand. And uh, five, four, three, two, one, and I'll ask you to raise your hand. I'll include you in a prayer today. Five, four, excuse me, three, two, and one. Would you raise your hand? Thank you, Aaron. You always put your hand up. I love that you do it, son. Is there anyone that would raise their hand today? Then as we, uh, thank you, I appreciate that and that opportunity. It's a very holy and, and important moment to us at, at Harvest. Um, as we sing this today, continue in your own heart. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray that this series is not the end, but just the beginning of a new wind of the Holy Spirit blowing and delivering all that God has for this region. God bless you. Have an amazing week. I will build my life 
for all you've done in this service. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week. Go do this stuff.